there's a I don't know the sense of my leg shaking. That's how that's your, how excited your, your I am. Your leg always tonight. shakes. Yeah, I'm moving. Yeah. My leg's I'm moving genuinely, a lot. My leg hasn't stopped bouncing since we got into this into this stream here. That's what happens when you have two shots of short black. Pretty <laughs> <laughs> sure. Charged. Genuinely charged. Boys, we can officially say, officially, the 10 year nightmare that we've all lived through, 10 years, is finally over. The Carlton Football Club are playing finals football in 2023. Finals. Footy, baby! It's going to be a big night, man. I'll give no credit to this side ever. I'll give no respect to this side. Ever. John O'Brook, honorary blue brother, Will Hayes. Yeah, Mr. Paul Sebastiani, welcome back to the show, mate. This one game is a build-up of, you know, a year's worth of work. That's, That's if you think of his performance. And I gave my opinion. <laughs> Podcast. Fair enough. <laughs> Welcome everybody to episode 104 of the Almost Blues Brothers podcast brought to you by the Blue Broad Podcast Network and YouTube channel and proudly sponsored by, there it is, Vortep. We've all got it on tonight. Very good. If you haven't got your gear, just quickly before we before we get into this, just quickly. If you haven't got your gear, I spoke to spoke to the uh, CEO of Vortep a little bit earlier. He had an after payday sale over the weekend. It was supposed to close yesterday. He's left it open for almost Blues Brothers listeners, basically till midnight tonight. After this show or during this show, if you want to get your Vortep gear, you can still get fifty percent off. So he's left it open an extra day for us. Go and get your Vortep gear if you haven't already. Fifty up to fifty percent off on the website. You visit this. Little website here down the bottom, vortep.com.au, 50 up to 50% off at the checkout. So make sure you get in there and you go get your gear because it's comfy. Boys. And if you like his stuff, he's going to be releasing a new um, line of clothing as well. That's you. You both, yep, you both didn't know about that. And I'm breaking. I reckon I do. I reckon I do. But go. Are you modeling? Modeling pays on. He's got a, no, I'm not going to unveil navy, it. We can unveil it on the show. We can unveil it. He's on got the a show. navy blue, navy blue theme to it, Dan. By any chance, there'll be an almost Blues Brothers theme on there as well. <laughs> All right, yeah. boys, listen. Go get your go get your Vortep gear if you haven't already, and you're watching live or listening now, boys. It's a big night. We've done 104 of these now. Never ever have we done an episode where this football club is locked into a finals campaign goosebumps joe you saying that can we get excited can everyone just get excited we are playing finals process that everybody i can't just can't believe we're finally here it's nuts it's crazy particularly where we came from as well i was saying to you pre-show jules i still haven't wrapped my head around it bloke i was i was was thinking i was thinking all the way back to the end of the essendon game walking out of the mcg that night just in a daze like what are we doing? Where's this club is dead. And Dan and I went to the great Northern over, over the weekend. I remember walking out of the great Northern going we're the greatest club in the world <laughs> yeah. in a nine week span. And, and we broke the curse of the great Northern Jules. We did. Every time we've yeah. gone there, we've yeah, got true. belted. True. 
Yeah, I've had some nightmares in that joint, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> um, but Liam Lynch, he just says, like, it just has a surreal feeling still, you know, particularly after, like, the first quarter that we did have as well. And then we were able to overcome that and obviously come and get in front and then go back um, down a few goals and then get up again. So um, we haven't had one of those games before. So mm. it was a, a great day at the office in the end. Um, still a lot to work on. Um, but um, obviously a result in which, you know, we've made finals and that's what our intentions were at the beginning of the year. And we've, we finally got there. Guys, each week, Special. I'm saying, each week I'm saying our team just, what do you say, Joe? What's that word that you use in front of demons? Exercise the demons? Is that the right word? Mm. Mm. Exercise. No, it's not. It is. Is it? Exorcise. Exorcise. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like, yeah. Like, the like the exorcist. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that's what we've been doing. And I've seen us overcoming hurdle after hurdle and things where, like, again, that Gold Coast game where we're down by 40 away from home. You know, I look at Adelaide last year, must-win game. Must-win game up there. Pressure's on us. We don't deliver. How many times have we seen that pressure on us? Jules, we spoke about it in the last pod, but we an, – another – Another hurdle, another thing from the past that we've we've um, yeah exorcised. Yeah. yeah, the first quarter that that was the emotions that I was feeling. Yeah, the it exact was. emotions I was feeling. I'm like, have they not learnt? That was the question well, I was asking. Have they not learned? How's this? How's this, Jules? Just on that, right? And just on what we're talking about here. I don't know if you boys know this. It is almost to the minute. A year to the day that we walked out of the MCG after suffering what is, I truly believe, the biggest sporting heartbreak we'll ever suffer. A year to the day that we lost to Collingwood in round 23 by a point. Yeah. How's that? How is that for art imitating life? One year on, and Jules, like you were just saying, had they learnt? I think we can all say now this this group has absolutely learned. Yeah, we have. We're just we? shocked. It's true. How, how can you not deny it? We're just shocked. <laughs> I can't believe it. I, like I said, oh, it's a real, real surreal emotion that we're feeling. I just, I still can't believe it. I'm in shock. Um, I just can't wait until obviously round to the last round of the season. But I'm really looking forward to the first. First game of finals is going to be it's going to be a big one for sure. It's what we've said before. We just find ways to win now. We just know what we need to bring and the standard that we need to lift to to just win. No matter what the situation is, no matter what's faced to us. And guys, this is our team we're talking about. Boys, can we process mm. like this is our team? We're not talking yeah. about Melbourne last year. We're not talking. We're talking about the Carlton Football Club. Yeah, and Joe just. <laughs> Just in relation to how you brought up, you know, just moments ago, that last, you know, this moment or this time, you know, a, a year ago today, um, just in against Collingwood, um, obviously we lost by, what was it, a point? A point. Was it a point in the end? Jules is a race to point memory. No, I'm just obviously, <laughs> <laughs> well, obviously you've brought it on socials and obviously AFL Central on Instagram, they've just, they made a post. Um, you know, and I'm just asking, can history repeat itself? You know, in 1944, we lost by a point. 1945, 
we were premiers last year again against Collingwood. Oh, we yeah. lost by a point in the last round of the season. Can twenty twenty three? Can it be the year? And I think I think in nineteen forty five and or forty four and twenty twenty two, the Bulldogs were the side that kicked us out of the finals. Correct. Correct. Yeah. Hey. So who knows? It's crazy. Who knows? Who knows? Maybe he history repeats itself. Listen, it I don't know if we will. I don't know if we will. There's no guarantees, but this team absolutely can win the flag from here because guess what, boys? We're in the finals, hunt. And I was, I was just thinking about it today. And this was, I think this was this was everyone's reaction. I feel like this sums it up. Some like if you want to summarize the last nine weeks at the final side on the Gold Coast game, I feel like this is what sums it up. We did it! How did we do it? I don't have no idea. I don't understand. <laughs> the end, the end of that is bang on because I swear to God, I sat, I laid in my bed this morning looking at the ceiling, going, How the hell has this group done this? Where has this come from? Anyway, boys, we want to we want to get stuck into this game. So without any further ado, let's get into it. And if you are new, welcome to the show. If you're returning, welcome back. And thanks for sticking with us. If you haven't, hit that like button, smash that like button right now. There's about 200 of you watching us. We've got about 10 likes in this video. Smash that like button and subscribe to the Blue Broad YouTube channel. If you have not subscribed yet with finals footy coming up, you're going to be missing out with some of the content that we've got coming. So make sure you subscribe right now. Final scores, boys, from Heritage Bank Stadium. Gold Coast Suns, 13-9-87. Carlton Football Club, 13-13-91. Four-point winners. Carlton, goal kickers. Mackay and Cottrell with one each. Owies, Motlop, Martin with two each. And the King with five in what I think is one of the greatest home and away performances from a forward that I can remember in a very, very, very long time. We're going to talk a lot about Charlie tonight. There were no injuries from the game. Ed Curnow came on late in the game for David Cunningham, uh, a sub. Boys, let's start first quarter. So, Dan, you and I were at the Great Northern. Jules, you were you were watching from home. Jules, start with you. You touched on it a little bit before. Game starts. We Gold Coast looked sharp, and their pressure was through the roof. What was going through your head about halfway through that first quarter? Um... Well, like I mentioned, obviously, at the beginning of the show, um, there was a lot of question marks still, whether we're going to be able to overcome that hurdle, obviously defeating a team that we necessarily should. Um, and then obviously, if is it was it going to be too much to be able to overcome as the game did go on? Okay. Um, and it shifted, obviously, in the second quarter. But the first quarter, they brought a lot of heat. Um, I know they did did it up there only a few weeks ago. I think it was against Brisbane. I think you did mention Joe um, pre-show, and the heat they'll they'll bring in was hot. You know, I think it was like 200, 220, 230 um, in terms of pressure. 
um, which is ginormous um, compared to what even the average is um, across the board. So um, for them to be able to bring that heat and you can genuinely see it, they're hunting in numbers and they're able to get a lot of players around the ball to, in order to be able to win it and go inside forward 50. And we weren't unable to get the ball inside forward 50. I think we only had like 10. Um, something like that inside forward 50 for the first quarter. So we found it very, very difficult to get inside there. And our efficiency um, off the back of that was very, very poor. We'll get into that in a minute. Dan, uh, you came a little bit late to Great Northern because you were working, but you walked in and it was it was a disaster. I think we're already 24, 25 points down. I remember you turning to me and to a couple of mates that were with us at the time. And there was just this look of, or this, it was almost a resignation of we're going to have to do it in the last round again. Hmm. But I, what else did I say to you? That we I can't. Said they won't, I said they won't do this for four quarters. What I was shocked about was us conceding the way we did. I think that was the biggest shock, obviously hmm. down to the pressure that they were applying. But, you know, we've been so, so good down back all season, really. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, we've been hard to score against. And the way they were just piling on the goals, Swallow, like, when would you see David Swallow scoring? How many kick? Five? Four? Like, four. When do you, he had six shots. When goal. do you see that? When do you see that? Exactly. But, but for me, I always felt they reminded me a lot about us, um, Gold Coast, in a way. And that's why I felt that there, with our DNA and where we're at at the moment, it was just up to them to not bring that same amount of pressure to let us in. But there's a moment, there's a massive, massive moment for me that turned everything, and that was Charlie's first goal. And if you look at it, and you look at the way he celebrates, and he says something like, he just, he jays himself up, and it was something like, let's go, but it was a cry. It was like so a he- plea. I've, I've, got, I've got some intel on that, and that was in the second quarter, and we'll, 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 we'll get second, to the rest yeah. of the game in a minute. Because I want to, I want to get to some Casano's calcs to finish off his first quarter breakdown. But on that Charlie celebration, Nick uh, Caruso Wishart from the cheer squad reckons that he turned to the cheer squad at that point and he said, "Get us the fuck up." Is what Charlie basically said to him, like, "Get up for us, let's go, like, get loud." So you could see it. I, I agree. You could see, you could see the emotion there. Just before we get to Casano's calcs, Ur again with the fifty. Thank you Ur. very much, mate. What a legend. Was that the game? Plenty of respect. I know he is. He's inspirational. Was that the game? Plenty of respect for Gold Coast, but Charlie was the silk and the difference. It's exactly what we're saying. Um, we're going to get to this now because I think this is quite fitting. Um, so Casano's Calx, here we go. So inside 50s first quarter, 22 to 10. So Gold Coast 22, Carlton 10. Um, and the efficiency that they went at was 50 to us 30. Um, and I think this is a massive change over the course of the game, particularly obviously in the second quarter. Even the third, actually, I think we kicked 1-7 uh, from memory in the third, um, but probably just couldn't put the actual scoreboard pressure on the board um, to, to get away from them. Um, and then at the end, they went at 36%. We 
we went at 55 5%. So that just goes to show after the first quarter, we were able to limit their ball movement um, from half back, but particularly out of stoppage. Um, mm. And off the back of that, we were able to get our game going a little bit. And um, that flipped in a big way, obviously, over the course of the match. So, but yeah, again, particularly in the second and third quarter. Um, the fourth quarter is probably a bit more of an arm wrestle. But, um, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see, you know, with a few changes that we do have coming in, um, whether we're going to be a bit more consistent um, with it over the next, you know, few games, but particularly over the, the four quarters um, come each game as well. I think with us clawing back a 40-odd point de- like deficit, it takes a lot internally to do that. It takes a lot with every individual player to, to stay the course and be able to then claw that back. And you like we're clinical. We are clinical when it matters. And and that's a big thing that we're converting and that's what keeps us in the game. Or, you know, obviously then ended up getting us the lead. It's a massive thing, boys. You know, that that's half the reason I feel as to why we weren't doing so well first half of the season. Hey, but now we now we are clinical. We we score important goals and goals that matter. It's not just that. I think the, the the mental toughness of the group has matured very, very quickly. Like a forty point comeback is one thing, and we've seen we've seen this group actually do that a few times. And whether they've held on or not, you know, Bulldogs game we couldn't hold on, but we came back from thirty this year, for instance, right? But we've seen them do it last year as well. Um, slipped away, held on to a couple. What we haven't seen from this group is two comebacks in one game. Well, I think it may be, yeah, two comebacks in one game. It was the 40-point comeback, which was impressive. What I was more impressed with was the comeback in the last quarter when the Suns put three on us and we found ourselves 13 points down after being in front. And that is a position that we've found ourselves in a lot over the years. And this group tends to fade in that second burst from an oppo team. Not this time, not this group, not now. That mental resilience yeah. that they've developed is is phenomenal. To see phenomenal. Yeah, I think it's going to be interesting to see. And what I'm more proud of over the last nine weeks, um, but this game included, because it's just shown us another way that we actually can win as well. Um, we've belted teams, you know, teams that are pretty mediocre or even less than that, um, you know, particularly low in the bottom half of the ladder. Um, then you've got a teams that are good sides, but we've belted also. Um, you've got good wins against uh, Collingwood, for example, that will, you know, will, besides maybe the first five, 10 minutes uh, where we started slow, we'll be very, very consistent over the course of the match. Um, you've got games against Melbourne, which we also won tight, like again against Gold Coast in the end. Um, but look, you know, I think, um, was it James? Was it James in the comments? He did say, can we do this like against better sides? So it's going to be difficult, something along those lines um, against better sides. And yeah. I, I tend to agree with him. Um I don't know if you want to touch base just in terms of the way we were. Actually, no, we'll touch base in the last quarter. When we speak to the last quarter, we'll speak. Well, about it, right? yeah, but on that, Jules, other teams would be looking at us now with even more fear. How, yeah, how do sure. you how do you beat this Carlton side? What what do you because as we mentioned, like Gold Coast threw the kitchen sink at us. They they went they went hammer and tongs, you know, and 
they, I believe they threw everything and more at us. Um, to, what what the, what the sides do, you know, what that's 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 the doubt that we've placed now when teams come up against us. To be fair to Gold Coast, they just beat Brisbane at that ground a few weeks ago, and they pantsed them. They beat them by like thirty five points, I think it was thirty six points. Brisbane's no easy beat. So up on the Gold Coast, the Gold Coast are a decent side. I don't know what it is. If it's the heat, I don't know if it's the ground. They are a different side when they play at home. And they're not they're not an easy beat. They've got a really good midfield, contested midfield, which we saw from the get-go. And when it's when it's a contested midfield like that that gets the dominance early on, regardless of whether you think they're a better opposition or not in totality, that's a tough, tough position to find yourself in. And to come back from 40, I don't care about the opposition. Mate, the Gold Coast, the Gold Coast gave it absolutely everything. Everything, and we're we're still able to still able to get over the line. So, I get it. Can we do it against better sides? We've done we've done we've done more against better sides. Would be my response. <laughs> like against better sides, we haven't even let them in. So you know, I've I've got complete confidence in this group that whatever gets thrown at them now, for the rest of the year, um, they'll be able to they'll be able to handle no problem. Well, I think we just need to enjoy this ride. We really do as supporters because we've been down their throats and we've we've gone through a lot but i think we just need to sit back and actually enjoy because for me and i and i know for every current supporter this is a, a a massive tick success on 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 years past and um i'm i know me i'm proud of this group and and what they do from here on i'm still going to be proud because for me it's a massive massive tick on expectations and what they've done to turn this around shows a lot more ticker um, than, than anything else. And I think as long as you've got that, if you've got that amongst your 22 or amongst your list, then you add talent on top, that's when you're dangerous. And we've got firepower to absolutely cause damage. But now you've got our role players that play their role and more. And these are players that we criticize, boys. Like, again, I'll put my hand up. I'll put my hand up for Paddy Dow. Zach Fisher, we've given, um, you know, we've critiqued him quite a lot as well. But these boys are, are literally putting their hand up now and playing a role. So we can see Charlie Kerner kick five. Like yeah. that allows him to do that. It allows our firepower to dominate and then we become dangerous. Yeah, I agree, Paisan. But it's off the back of simplifying simplifying a game plan um, and having buy-in from, you know, not just the 22, but from the whole playing list. Um, and just to reflect on the the journey and to obviously enjoy the moments because you know things can turn very very quickly but obviously we're in the right trajectory and i think we're still on the right trajectory over the course of you know you know hopefully going into september but i love voss's comments um post game um and i'm just really going to read it out now because i want to make sure i say each word um correctly i don't want to paraphrase too much um, but he does say it's going to be a great when we can sit back and reflect but right now, we're in the moment. The job's not done. Bang. Yep. So, yeah, for me, it's just a massive, just the vocab in terms of the way we're using the our terminology. Going back, you know, when Chera, before the nine wins, he was saying, oh, we're not going to really be discussing finals, et cetera. Now look at the, the use of terminology that we are using. So even that in itself has been a massive change over the course of the club over the last two, three months. That's a shift in culture. You know, you looked at us 10 weeks ago and someone asked us the question during Blues Cues, uh, what are we looking for for the next 
half of the season. And everyone was started to speak about trades and this and that. And I remember saying, I remember saying, why can't we still make finals? Or why can't, why is winning a premiership out of, out of question? Why should they not be thinking about that? And look at what's happened. Look at what's turned around because of that mentality. Yeah, it's it's a good point. And I like I like the phrase we're living in the moment. And it's something that I think as fans we've got to we've we've got to latch onto as well. So obviously this playing group's going basically we're just looking at what's in front of us now. That's it. The next next task is the Giants in the last round, and then whatever comes after that we worry about. And I think as fans, you know, I'm on I'm on the socials, boys, obviously as everyone knows, and I, you know, Twitter, Instagram, but there's still some negativity throughout games. Just stay away from it. Like and don't worry about where you were at or where anyone was at nine weeks ago. This club dragged us into one of the deepest holes I can remember in supporting this club. If you jumped off, no problem. Jump straight back on. That's that's my mentality. Everyone now needs to live in the moment together, regardless yeah. of what you said 10 weeks ago. Not It's fine to be critical. It's fine to jump off because that was tough, man. But we need to, we need to unite as 95,000 members of this football club. Like you, you put 95,000 members behind these boys. I'll tell you now, there's not many teams that are going to be able to stop us. So live in the moment. I a hundred percent agree with that Jules. 100%. Talk about living in the moment. Chris, I keep you Dan, Joe, I saw you and Dan at the pub, saw every possible human emotion on your face through the game. Golden will say hi. Yeah. Make sure you do say hi next time. That would have been, uh, that would Joe, have been what about, been what about when I celebrated this that is what goal? I'm saying. You know, it's early. Go. Hey, what about when I celebrated that goal early and I've got up? Whose goal was it? Was it? Um, it was Charlie. It was Charlie's uh, second one off the back of the pack where he where he shrugs. And as soon as it fell to him, Dan Jules <laughs> was like, he was the first one up and screaming before he even basically had the ball in his hands. The whole Dude, pub's quiet. Up. Jules, the whole pub's quiet. And I've gone, left. <laughs> Do you know the goal that Jade me up was the one where Charlie's marked it pretty much uncontested on the edges of the forward 50. Um, I don't know if it was, is it Ballard? Is it Ballard or who was yeah, playing? Ballard, that Ballard, yeah. yeah. I think he just clattered him like arrived late, clattered him. He was down for like two, three seconds, legit got up, swung on his right peg, sailed home from 55. For me, that just lifted me big time. Big time. Yeah, that was huge. That was huge. All right. So we, we spoke about the first quarter. Obviously, a slow start. Jules, you had some stats around inside 50s, right? So we conceded 22 to 10. I think we conceded 63 for the game. But the efficiency inside 50 after quarter time was a lot better. I want to I want to just talk about one player, right? So we conceded 87 points for the game, I think it was, whatever it was, right? 41 points in the first quarter, 46 points after quarter time. So we got that balance right in the end. But I think we've sort of seen lapses in defensive concentration over the last two, three weeks now. Now, we didn't concede a big score against the Ds. We didn't really concede a big score against the Saints, but the Saints did get on top of us early. I think the importance of Mitch McGovern fully fit in this side now can't be questioned. So Zach Fisher's come in from last week or the week prior, whenever it was. Creative, no problem, but... And I like what he's doing. I think I think he's bounced back in, in a very, very significant way. Caleb Marchbank's come in to cover for Gov. Intercepting, no problem. Decision-making, obviously too slow for what we're trying to do. We can't understate the importance 
of making sure that we get Mitch McGovern right for finals because I, I genuinely believe next to Jacob Wiedering, Mitch McGovern is the most important player in that back six for us. Oh, I think for, without a shadow of a doubt, Paisan. Um, for me, defensively, I think he adds that foot speed. And I think we've seen it on a number of occasions when he's able to get that fist or he's able to come in and, and, and intercept. Um, and he's got that ability and the confidence to be able to do that. I think his speed to be able to get to contest is a massive, massive help. Um, along, Obviously alongside in terms of his ability to read the game. Um I think Marshbank does have that, um, and I think he's shown it over the last three, four weeks or whatever it has been. Um, but again, I think that missing McGovern, you missed a lot um, of footy, Marshbank as well. You got to think, yeah, about yeah of, that. Co- of course. But obviously, we're just judge- judging him over, over the last three, four games. Yeah, of course. Played, but yeah, I just think adding McGovern it just gives us another player that has the ability to get off the chain and start penetrating and hitting up targets through the middle of the ground. And yeah, I just don't think Marchbank's doing it at the moment. So I think McGovern with ball in hand, as well as the defensive attributes that he does have, I think at this stage, it's going to be able to help our game um, a lot better, both defensively and offensively. So yeah, I I tend to agree, Joe. See, Stephen here um, has mentioned that Marchie has beautiful disposal and, and I agree. I just think it's too slow. That's what I think. I just think it's more his decision making's probably a bit too slow. And now going into you, you know you're playing finals, we need to be fielding uh, you know a, a strong team week in week out. This is where and you know I know we're talking about um, Gov here, but this is for me where you see the importance of Ches and Walsh mm. now and needing to have them in here, boys, because I personally for me with the polish that Chera and Walsh bring. I don't think we get as batted in the middle as what we'd been. And I know we clawed it back against Gold Coast, but I just feel as though now you need to bring in the heavy artillery. Like, I know we haven't had them at our disposal. The boys have played unreal. But like your govs, you can't... I don't think that type of quality is irreplaceable. So you put Gov in there, Joe, Jules, you're putting Walsh and you're putting Chez. We need these guys back. They they need to play. And I think they are back this week from what we hear. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah. I'm in the same camp yeah. as you guys. Like I think Marchi, yeah. Marchi, he definitely, I think he has a spot in our 22. Do you mm. boys? Mm-hmm. Nah? I think it's going to become interesting when you've got the likes of, in terms of tools at the moment that's playing, you've got your weeders, you've got Kemp, then you've got Marchbank. I think it's I don't, balanced, know, I don't know if you can go with Marchbank and Gov and still have Newman, Sincotta, and a Fisher in the side. I think no, it, that's I think right. It becomes a bit more tricky. It becomes a bit more difficult to manage. I think. I think mm-hmm. for me, the argument would be between a Fisher or a Marchbank, depending on your opposition. I was saying to Joe today on the phone that <clears throat> that team selection now is massive, and but balance is huge as well. Um, I think I think a Fogarty. I think it's evident, boys, that we saw a lack and you know obviously tackles inside 450 was was lacking but even that tackling pressure that we'd seen fog was missed i don't care yeah. what anyone says and yeah. for yeah. me we'll he talk, comes straight back in the game we'll talk what was that? we'll talk a little bit we only had eight for the game to their 22 inside 450 so well, there you go yeah. 
They, that, that that was significant. They had 22 tackles inside 50, and I think they laid 56 for the game or something. So their their pressure was mm. immense. I mean, we still laid eight, and that's that's decent. That that I think that's still above the average for an AFL game. But I, I do agree on Fog, and we'll talk about Fog a little bit later when we get to the preview for for next week. But yeah, I just think that back six has looked a little bit shaky at times, and I think you know my, McGovern, even a Boyd like Boyd over Fisher is another one that we'll probably talk about next week coming into finals because Boyd one-on-one is much more, I feel anyway, I feel Boyd is probably less of a defensive liability one-on-one than what we've seen Fisher. Yeah. It's always going to be interesting. I know probably speak about it more um, for the pregame of of the next game against UWS, but you know, the VFL, they're not playing, they're not playing games now. They're done. No. Yeah, they're done. So, you know, that's another interesting aspect that we've got to take into consideration. Yeah. And they did get battered. So, you know, players like, the players like Boyd, etc., they're not going to be playing this week if they don't get selected in the in the first team. So it's going to be interesting. All right, let's get back to uh, this game and a few key moments. Um, and if you're watching live, leave uh, leave a key moment in the in the live chat that's stuck with you from the game. I've got a couple. I'm going to start with one because we'll talk. We'll finish this off talking about Charlie because I think Charlie just had had too many moments for us not to cover them all. <clears throat> I've got one. And I think this was the most important moment of the game for me. There was a contest on the wing in the fourth quarter. Uh, and Jack Martin, who we spoke about last week, and his pressure intensity, he had 14 disposals, six score involvements again, which is on track for the percentages that we showed last week as well, by the way. But he had a moment where it was two on one. And Sam Collins came across to get the footy, grabbed the ball, looked like he was going to break from the contest. And Jack Martin somehow wrapped his hand around the scruff of his neck, caused the turnover, and we go on and kick a goal. For me, for me, if that tackle's not laid, I don't actually know if we win the game. Hmm. He's a big moment player. We're all on a Jack Martin train at the moment, aren't we? (laughs) Uh, My first two kids. My first kid is going to be called Charlie. That's a boy and a girl's name. My second kid will be called Jack. And I don't care if it's – and it's not for Jack Silvani, if Jules' dad's watching. It's for Jack Martin. I don't care if it's a boy or a girl. It's Jack. Bad luck. Get over it. What, what moments you boys got? I've got a moment. Um, I'm just trying to think. I reckon it was the second quarter. Uh, and we're exiting D50 and eventually always does score. Um, but as a moment, I think Carlton actually showed it on their, on their socials. Um, Cottrell's was D50, um, ran, I reckon, about 100 metres to receive the ball in the wing. Um, but it was a gather. Um, it was able to hit Charlie. Um, and then Charlie just, just wheels around. And, yeah, that's yeah, huge. Exact, yeah, exact, that's the exact one. one. Yeah, exact one, exact moment. Um, and, yeah, Charlie's elite in probably a lot of facets of the game. But one thing we sort of need to obviously – discusses his field kicking and man he hit always and then always he was able to obviously able to convert um but that was a big moment for me yeah that that kick to always yeah that kick to always was like but he's been doing it for how long now oh yeah yeah you know it's it's ridiculous what he's doing he's arguably the best player in the comp boys not even close at the moment i need to mention another player we spoke about jack martin and this guy here that i'm going to talk about is in my votes um and i'll talk about him more a bit later but can we acknowledge Motlop's game? For he had five tackles, two goals, 
Five tackles. He had like seven, eight score involvements, Jules. Like he was Motlop. He's tackling pressure. Is someone written there? Yeah, there you go. Like for me, that I reckon honestly, that's probably one of the best games I've seen him play. In my opinion, I thought he was. I thought he was fantastic. I thought he he gave us a spark when we're looking for one. Bar Charlie, Bar Martin. I thought he was another name that that needs to be noticed because. You know, we mentioned our normal, you know, your newies and stuff, but Mott's was brilliant when the chips were down. Yeah. Well, he's it's been huge. good since he came back and he was a late inclusion. Which game was it against Port? Port. Was that when it was late, <clears throat> late inclusion and he kicked four goals in a quarter? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, I, but I think, yeah, like you said, Paisan, I'm pretty sure, or how, at least how I feel is this has probably been most consistent game across four quarters in terms of effort. But he played high up the sure. ground. He played high up the ground. You saw him in D50 as well yep. um, at times. He's only 19 years old. He's young, yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. It's you crazy. Know, and what he's been able to produce is, um, yeah, is something special. He, again, we've said this a couple of times, but he's one that has benefited from being dropped because he was in yeah. shocking form to start the year. Couldn't lay a tackle, couldn't get his hands on the footy, just was not doing anything right. And since he's come back in, kid's a star. He's going to be a star. As long as he keeps that effort and intensity as part of his game, he will be a fucking star for us for years to come. It'd be it'd be interesting to see compare, you know, the last few teams that actually ran out compared to the start of the season, the amount of difference differential in terms of players. Mm. Yeah, it would be. That would be very interesting. We need some content for next week after the well, the bye week. The week after. Looking looking to the it. bye yeah, week. Yeah. Week after that. Yeah, there, there were there were a lot there were a lot of moments. The, the and Mott's obviously with the goal against the flow after they kicked three to go thirteen points up for the second. Paul Barbazza in the comments actually um, pointed this one out, but we actually went down thirteen points twice in the last quarter, twice, um, which is incredible. But there, after they went up, I think the second time Motlob kicked that goal out of the middle, and it was and it was back on. Um, <clears throat> There was another one for me, and it wasn't a Carlton moment, but boys, when there's 48 seconds on the clock and there's a stoppage and you see David Swallow absolutely steamroll through that stoppage, <laughs> get the gather, hands to Noah Anderson, and Anderson's got only eyes for goal, and that ball's in the air. I swear to God, my whole football life flashed before my eyes watching that ball yeah. sail towards the goal. It was, it was like it was in slow motion. It was like... Surely not. It can't. It just can't happen again. And even I, I like to look at the goal umpire just to get an early gauge. Yeah. The position that he stood in looked like it was going straight through the middle. And I, I was ready to put my head in my hands. Thank fuck. Thank fuck that drifted. Because, boys, you can tell whatever you want. We're held on in the end. That ball goes through. We lose that game. Well, an element of luck's important, hey? Like it is absolutely. You always say that if you want to be successful, you got to add an element of luck, and I think um, we're seeing um, a bit of fortune in a few games, and that's one of them. There, Joe. We definitely, um, yeah, definitely looking at that one, thinking, shit, if that goes in, not our year, hey. Mm. Well, S- Sydney had an element of luck as well, so a uh, bit controversial there, and um, yeah, yeah like, you know, you know, that's what do, you, what do you think? You know what? What do you think about that? Just while we're on that. It's not. It's not Carlton, but it's footy, and it's a big one. I think it's. Um, I think it's difficult because how there was still what seventy seconds, something like that, to play, even after that moment. So, well, but the issue know, is, do they go back and play the seventy seconds? 
No. No. What? Do, yeah, but, but that's um, that's my question. Like, what do they do? Well, they can't do anything now. I think what they need to do in the future, it's a very simple fix. They need to just review anything that looks close, not just a goal, but if it's a behind as well, just review anything from the arc, play the game. So take the kick out. And then if the arc goes, hey, um, it was a goal 40 seconds later, you reset the clock, you go back to the middle. How hard is it? Well, the issue the issue was... Soccer, that's what they do. So how hard yeah. is it? For something check like every that... Goal, see if it's they've, the line. they've missed finals because of a, because yeah. of a shit review system. <laughs> Fucked. <laughs> But not only that, boys, like because you had four or five blokes celebrating the Ben Keys goal, Sydney were able to rebound off off uh, out of their defence with no drama, and they got obviously yeah. up the other end. And you know how important territory is, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like massive, um, yeah. especially with that little left, yeah. little time left. Um, mm. But yeah, they need to sort their shit out. I just think anything under like three minutes of the game in something like that needs to be reviewed all the time. Like, mm-hmm. do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like the thing yeah. is, my um. My thoughts around crypto, I thought, man, they were going to get that up, get the sponsorship up on the board, but they obviously didn't. So, you know, didn't work for out anyone, there, But For anyone that doesn't know, Jules, Jules got this conspiracy theory that I reckon is actually bang on, that crypto.com pay for a certain amount of score reviews every game, which is why we see so many score reviews today, even when it's like very, very obvious that it was either a goal or a behind. I'm but on board with it, Jules. That one, but that one there. That was the perfect time to bring it up, and they didn't. I know. So they missed their the payment. They missed their payment. Exactly. Unless they already had it in that within the game, yeah. they already reached their um their quota. Yeah, the quota. Yeah. Uh, all right, we got to talk about him, and we haven't yet specifically, but I reckon we just dedicate the next five to ten, however you the want, king. however long you want. This guy, Charlie Kerno. By the time this is all said and done on his career, boys, I'm convinced. I am. If, if touch wood, he stays fit for the rest of his career. By the time it's said and done, we will look at this guy as a top five player all time. Hmm. All time. What Charlie Kerno does on a football field, no one else can do in the competition right now. He's in a league of his own, boys. <laughs> That's what I feel anyway. I turned to Joe, Jules, and I've just gone, mm, next year, can he win a brown low? <laughs> Do I, did. I, went, I reckon he can I genuinely think the way he's yeah. playing if he has a games like that why not <laughs> yeah I I mean I've said it in I've said it before and I've said it previously like a lot um, I think he could potentially play higher up the ground and I reckon he midfield. could do some ridiculous yeah and I reckon he could do some ridiculous things I reckon he would make some very very good players in the AFL and I'm talking you know the elite players he'll make them look silly genuinely silly yeah. for sure just, I think a wing, I think a wing I think a wing role maybe like later in his career he he almost plays that role 20% of the time at the moment the way that he gets up the ground so I, I don't think we need to change anything yet but I agree with you Jules I think later on I don't, do you remember when Matthew Richardson played that wing role for that year almost won a brown though that's that's what I'm thinking. When he hits his thirties, yeah. well, early thirties, for um, sure. Like a, oh my god, I don't know how. I'll right now, his, um, I just want to see Charlie kick six. Right now, I just want to see him kick six goals a game. That's all I want. <laughs> yeah, it's true. But this is the player I was going to talk about. But you've seen like for players like Jeremy Cameron go into the midfield for Geelong and do some damage in there as well. So, and he's to be fair, he's probably got a bit more about him. To be honest, I think he just let no, him he do whatever 100%. he wants. Let him just yeah. do whatever he wants. He could. 
Every team's got that player that they just give free reign. I think Charlie's our guy. They do. Every team Early has on. that player that you that you go do what you need to do. And I think Charlie's genuinely one hundred percent our our guy. He's a freak. Early on, it looked yeah. like. Early on, it looked like Charlie Ballard might have been able to even that contest. Maybe Charlie had only kicked one or two for the day. Mate, that second mm. quarter, like he's he's taken contested marks that he has no right to take. He's bursting through packs over the back, kicking goals from 50. Like just, just yeah. craziness. What's he on at the moment? 75? Mm. 75, yeah. Could he kick 25 in the last five games of the season? He might kick his 100th in, the, in a grand final. Imagine that. In a granny. <laughs> That'd be stupid. Imagine the scenes. Would you Would you storm the field? Yeah, you'd have to. Oh, you'd have to. You'd, you'd have, have to. to. <laughs> what do you mean? Non-negotiable. Um, yeah, he, he, is, he is special. There's there's a comment here from uh, Driton Tony Emini. Charlie Kerno to Wayne Carey is what people compare with. He is he's Wayne he's Wayne Kerry and Cooter. Because Wayne Kerry couldn't yeah. do what Charlie does up the ground. No way. Yeah. I, I remember Wayne Kerry. Um I I remember when it was he was reporting on what did he report on? SEN or Triple M? Triple M, yeah. Yeah, he was, was on Triple, Triple M before. Triple M for for before. a bit. Um <laughs> this was I reckon going back, yeah, going back like four or five years. He actually said within the next two years, two years or whatever it was, that Charlie Player Char, sorry, Charlie Player. Charlie Kerno would be the best player in the comp. Best player in the comp. And to be fair, he probably is. This is a yeah, fantastic have... comment. This is a fantastic comment from Marty. <laughs> 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 yeah, it's very good. How good's very good. that? <laughs> uh, yeah, he, uh, boys, right now he is the number one player in the competition. I don't care who wins the brown low. There is, you can have your Nick Dacos. What Charlie Kerno does for, for any, for our team, it surpasses the impact of any player for their team in the comp. His but kicking yeah. inside fifty is a fucking joke. It's a yeah. joke for me. With for me with Charlie though, it's how he, how big he is in massive moments of the game. Similar to like what a Jack Martin is doing at the moment, but Charlie is on another level. Yeah, yeah, but if but it's what it's what he does as well. You know when the ball he draws two players, he draws three players. Like the the awareness that other teams have to have about because he could just pull anything out of his ass really and just and just damage teams. And we've got the front row seats to watch this guy go to work um, in finals, boys. I know this is finals. a this guy. This guy was born to play finals, and we're finally going to see what he does on the big stage. Like this yeah. is a player that was born for this shit. But are we not it's seeing giving me how goose, much... it's it's actually I got goosebumps running through my body thinking about what he could do in a final series. This is fucked. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But is it not Another how much this club though. sorry Jules, is it not how much it like you can see how much this club means to him? Look at when the siren went. Look at his oh, reaction. Yeah, with, yeah, with Weeders. Yeah. Look at the Another reaction. Player. Yeah. Another player for me. That was born for finals, and he hasn't played one yet until this year. Um, is our captain Patrick Cripps, and I'm mm. going to be very, very eager to see what he produces come finals. You know, the finals campaign, because I'm telling you right now, he's going to be itching 
to be playing, that's for sure. So hopefully he gets up um, this week, but we'll see. Yeah, I think he had he had something something with his ribs. He was carrying a um carrying a rib guard all game. I saw on the replay, so um, he might get a rest this week. But Cripps is going to be huge. Anyway, Charlie Kerno not only does he do it at one end, he does it at the other end now. Takes literally the mark that put us into finals. Leo Barry, like whatever you want to call it, guy's a freak, man. He's just a freak. All right, we are going to get into some votes, boys. If you're watching live, leave your three, two, one in the comments as we roll through. We've actually spoken about most of these players. We want to start. Oh, you went similar to me, Jules. Yeah, I just went oppo with yeah, Martin just and um, different order. And Mott. Um, I can start. I think we've spoken enough about well, not enough. Yeah. I don't think we can ever speak enough about the uh, Carlton players. Um, but uh, we've got obviously Mott's just in, um, exceptional. I think probably his best best game for the for the club. Obviously, two goals, five five tackles, and a big goal um, in the last quarter as well. Um, Martin, just he's a big moment player. Um, you know, kids couple was able to apply the pressure. He's that link, and um, in the second quarter, really got going um, and got us going. Um, and then Charlie. I mean, half of his show have been talking about Charlie, I feel. So, you know, kick the five, massive clutch mark in the last quarter as well to get us over the line. And, yeah, I'm itching to see what he does come finals. That's for sure. Dan, you had the same. Yeah, I had the same. But I I will say that I think this week for me um, has probably been the easiest for me to give my votes. I think the other the previous weeks have been a little bit harder in my opinion because there'd been an even spread. But I feel as though this week it was clear in terms of moments that you'd mentioned, Jules, but impact. That's why I've gone with my three. I just think purely off impact and moments, um, it was a it was clear. Very clear. I think Newey was unlucky not to get in there, but yeah. Yeah, I even Weeders, to be fair. Weeders, yeah. Weeders, Weeders, even Kemp had his moments as well, where I yeah. thought Cured he as well. snuck into the vote. Yeah, there were there were a few that could have snuck in. I I had Charlie and Jack Martin as well, but I couldn't go past Paddy Dow for a vote. He had twenty four touches, seven clearances. I know I know the knock on him still is that he can burn the ball, but go go watch the replay closely. First off, his ability to get through congestion and traffic, I think he's actually second to none. But there was a side in our depth. midfield. His his step his step is ridiculous. It's so composed, like ridiculously composed. When there's three or four around him to try and think his way through that traffic. After that, there are times still where he burns it and he doesn't really think through what he should be doing with ball in hand. But there's a lot more times now than what he used to do that we're seeing where he's trying to take a bit of a riskier kick, and it doesn't always execute. But there were three or four moments, especially again late in that game, like he's done in the past three or four weeks. That he hit a couple of he hit, he hit a handball and a kick inside that saved us, saved us from from yeah. first off losing the stoppage and probably going the other way. I just think Dow at the moment with Walsh and Chera out, Hewitt stepped up massively. But I genuinely think Dow's been our second best midfielder for the last three weeks behind Cripps. Yeah, oh, without point. a doubt. I mean, obviously him being 23, 24, obviously a little bit mature as well, coming into a side where. You know, now we're competing. Everyone knows their role. Um, everyone's living by it and sticking by it. And, you know, it's going to be interesting to see come, 
you know, the end of the year, what happens um, in relation to Dow. But in saying that, um, you know, it's going to be hard for him to keep his spot, I think. I think he is producing, to be fair. Um, but I think when push comes to shove, I just think I don't know if he does um, get a look in. Um, I think as a think, sub. I think, I think, yeah, yeah, for sure. As a sub, for sure. Jules. Yeah, for sure. Without a doubt. I think. I think what he's done the last three, four weeks has proven for me particularly, and this is just my personal opinion, I think he's actually gone ahead of Kennedy in the pecking order at this point. Like Kennedy and Hewitt, I look at as one in the same. And I think you can play one of them and not both of them. We said this earlier in the year. But I think Dow gives something a little bit different that Kennedy doesn't have, which is a, a bit of a step from stoppage. Kennedy's burst, at, uh, not burst, he's just a bull through, through congestion. Dow's ability to compose himself and get out of traffic has been second to none. And I don't think that's yeah. a string that Kennedy's got to his bow. Yeah. I think with Dow, as long as he plays to his strengths, which is stoppage work, um, your, his evasive ability. Um, but if he's, instead of trying to hit up targets, as long as he's trying to penetrate with distance and leg speed, trying to get out of stoppage and becomes that 60, 70 meter player in terms of that initial burst and then that kick long inside mm. forward 50 to a Charlie to a which uh, we're seeing, high, which we're, we're seeing, seeing a lot more. Okay, which we, that's which a we damaging player, man. That's a damaging 100%. player. I agree. Well, I agree. Needs to be balanced. Yeah, there needs to be balance. It's going to be interesting to see what happens. If, if you don't have balance in there, then he'll get exposed, in my opinion. Yeah. Oh, for sure. So, I, I, but I think, think this is the other thing. I, this is this is sorry, Jules. This is the other thing. If you put Walsh and Chera around him with Cripps and Hewitt, there's a bit of protection there for him. Yeah, correct. Yeah, you know, so that's where I was going to go down. Yeah, uh, it's it's going to be very interesting to see what they do with him. I don't think I don't think he'll be starting games come finals. I just don't think he's in the coach's plans. I think he I think he he deserves to be at least a sub, but it wouldn't surprise me to see him in the mix. Wouldn't surprise me at all with what he's been able to do. Well, anyway, at least right. at least now there's some there's reliability around him. For sure, you yeah, can rely so, on him in big so moments too. You can rely well, on him now. That. Yeah, yeah I think he's, he's obviously um, proven his critics wrong with the performances that he's given. So, votes, Joe? This is Leaderboard. interesting, boys. Well, this is interesting because because it's tightened up. And we, we actually right. declared Chez the winner Meat about four only weeks ago. two votes ahead. He's only two votes ahead of Charlie. This is very interesting who's going to get this salami at open training for finals. And we're going to take him. We're going to take a salami there or whoever it is. I'll tell you that for a fact. Very, very interesting at the top of the leaderboard. All right. To finish off the review, before we get into the preview for the last round of the home and away season, Livy's last word. Hey, everyone. It's Livy with Livy's last words, and this is what I thought of the game. Well, that was very nerve-wracking, especially in that first quarter. And fourth quarter. I've got to say, I was the most angriest in that first quarter. Like, Gold Coast were just dominating us. Like, it was absolutely frustrating. But I have no idea what um, our defenders were doing in the first half. They were just so slacky and sloppy. And uh, (laughs) it was annoying. But our mids did do amazing. Paddy did good. Paddy Dow did good. I'm very proud of the boys. You know, um, Charlie Kerno is my man. Thank you, Charlie. Thank you, 
Charlie is the man. I'm so happy. If he didn't come back in that fourth quarter, I do not know what happened. I was just, I couldn't even watch it. Like, I was so nervous because we kept fumbling. But we just had amazing consistency and it was just amazing. And I can't believe we had pressure. But I have to say, Gold Coast had a very good pressure. But it is what it is. I, after that first quarter, I thought we were going to lose. I was like, we have, we're going to ruin our win streak. But we're playing finals. We're playing finals. This is the first time I'm ever going to see Colton playing the finals. I'm very excited. I'm very, very excited. I'm already decorating my room in Colton already. But that's going to make me even more nervous. But, you know... Kano, Mackay, Mott did very good to help. And also Charlie Kerno. You know, I was just mind blown at how good we played. You know, Sidey did play pretty good, but our kicks were a bit bad. We did kick it. We did have a lot of turnovers, but, you know, I'm happy. I hope that Melbourne lose next week. I really do hope Melbourne lose next week because... We have a chance to get in the top four if Melbourne lose. So, yeah. And happy 50th to Cottrell and Cunningham. Uh, I'm happy for you too. Congratulations. And, yeah, Charlie, five goals from the King. King. He's the man. The man of the match. Thank you. But, you know, Newman did good. Mackay... First game back, um, he got a goal, which was amazing. And um, I was really impressed with Mots for helping up as well. But, yeah, anyways, that's what I thought about the most amazing and nerve-wracking game. Go the Blues! She's the best. She's the best. The- How excited is she for finals? Oh, hearing no- that from her saying it's the first time she's ever going to see us playing fine. Like, that's – it makes me smile. She was buzzing after the game. There's no one I'm ha- more happy for than Livy to see final series. It's it's an interesting point too, Dan, because everyone talks about the generational gap between, like, us and our parents with the flag. Like, we don't have a flag that we share, right? There's a generational gap between us and Livy's generation. We've seen finals. They haven't. So the club's already closed one of those gaps. Just got to close the second gap and we can all share a flag together and, and we can look That's back right. and we can finally go. We can just finally, hopefully after this year, who knows? Might be this year, might be next. I don't care when it is. But hopefully soon we can all, all of us living at the moment, can look back and go in 20, 30 years time. Remember our 2023 flag? Our 2023 flag. And it's like, we'll be telling our kids, you guys got no idea how good we were. We are fucking unbelievable. And they'll be going, we're shit. What do you mean? We haven't won a game in like three years. That's It'll be the same cycle again. <laughs> I just, we just think, yeah, we just need to tell Livy that we can't make top four. Because I don't want her to yeah, be upset. Like, that was obviously mentioned. That, no, nah, she would have recorded that, what? Straight after our game, surely. Yeah. Yeah, she, yeah, she, she recorded she, it straight after. So Melbourne played the day after, Yeah, to be fair. Yeah. I'll make sure she knows, though, because otherwise she'll be angry. I think she knows now. I think she knows now. she coming for finals? She'll be coming for finals. I hope so. Yeah, we'll, we'll get her down for sure. 
All right. Last game. We are literally the last game of the home and away season. The AFL thought they were they were fucking slick doing this six ten on a Sunday. Oh, the Blues might miss again. Oh, it's going to be a big bumper crowd. Fuck that. We're going in, just partying, man. Doesn't matter. Um, like we're in, we're in. Do you know what the thing? It actually helps us being the last game. Yeah, it does heaps because Ma- we'll in a know massive way. We'll know if we need to win to secure a home final at that point. Yeah, correct. And you, and of course, I think they're going to. They're gonna they're gonna want to go in winning, but I, I agree with you, Jules. Sure. I think there's gonna there'll be some late changes if if we're locked. There'll be an extended bench without a shadow of a doubt in my eyes. Yeah, but when I think it's still gonna... bench and a very big extended bench. I still Whatever think it's the, the wrong. Is, that's what it'll be. I still think it's the wrong mentality. I still think it's the wrong mentality if you're not going in there to win. Sorry. Yeah, I I hundred percent agree, Paisan. I just think with I mean we saw the output that Crips had after quarter time, you know, players like that, knowing that you got a Walsh and a Chera coming back in, um, I still think it should be an issue and we still should win the game. But you don't put your foot... Yeah, that's right. No foot should be taken off the gas. No. Regardless, personnel, 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 if you need to rest Cripper because he's carrying something or Doc, as we'll mention soon, but um, sorry, Foot on gas. Let's go. Let's steamroll all the way through the premiership. I don't think I don't think the intent will drop. I, I'm with Jules though. I think this is a game where Walsh and Chera, you need to get some match fitness into them before finals. So it's a perfect time to bring them in. They're, they're 100% coming in this week. Um, but guys like Cripps, even Doherty looks, looks a little bit banged up. You kind of look at it and go, well, if we've locked in a home final, do you risk it? Or do you give them a, a couple of weeks to get their body like cherry ripe? Get them in a little training block where you get where you get them like really crisp before that final series, and go into week one with with the best twenty two that we've got available. Yeah, another thing too is just for consistency, you probably don't want to rest too many players. Um, you know, you don't want to have you know four, five, six, seven players out um, and rest it because then that six to seven players, if it is that range, they're going to be without a game for two weeks. Yeah, that's true. So, no, I don't think it's you, rest, be a you don't very, rest. It's going to have to be a balancing act. You're not I don't think we're going to rest for the sake. Day. It's not just going to yeah. be for the sake of resting. And we've got that that bye week now as well that the AFL have introduced a few years back to to make sure that this doesn't happen. So I don't think we're going to see eight changes. I think we'll see three or four if it's locked yeah. in, if the home final's locked in. Yeah, um, I agree. The Giants, boys. Last time we played them, round three, I think it was, up at uh, Giant Stadium. I think we kicked 20 behinds or something that day, and we got over the top by a couple of goals in the end. But they are a very, very different outfit since then. Their final's bound. Um, we could give the Bulldogs a sniff. I wouldn't mind playing the Dogs, to be honest, over the Giants in week one. But they're a very different side to what we saw last time. Um, thoughts on on what we need to do to attack this to win? Well, they're finding their straps, aren't they, the Giants? They're, they've absolutely battered. The, how good, yeah, man. Can we just process how good that was seeing Essendon get belted by that? Can, can everyone – how enjoyable was that? Oh, <laughs> I watched the game purely to see him pile it on. I've still got Essendon, Essendon supporters messaging like, yeah, but we beat you in round, th- round 12, whatever it was. Like, oh, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I don't care. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> We're playing finals. Shut up. That's right. <laughs> um. I think I think I think Jesse Ogan kicked nine against the did, against them. Oh, yeah, what? I'm just looking for the stats now. 
Um, the Essendon game, they were which is that. They were genuine, which is that. Well, on a serious note, we could potentially be paying, playing uh, the Giants twice. Uh, mm. So I think we need to, personally, I think we need to hit them hard. I think we need to belt them to put doubt in their mind. I think we just need to set a statement, a big statement in this game because then potentially we could be playing them round one of finals and I want them fearful of us. Um, if they beat us, I feel like there might be a bit of confidence from their end. Um, so I think we need to put fear in them come round one of finals, especially with it being a home final for us. So, um, you know you know what they're going to bring. They've got Cali, they've got Canelio. Green's obviously back and he's had two... Since he's been back from injury, he's been oh, he's been stupid. I think he had 39 on yeah. the weekend. But um, for me, it's Himmelberg. He's had an interesting role. Him and Whitfield, actually. Whitfield, since he's come back, has been the Whitfield of, you know, that rebound off D50 for them. Um, for me, Fog, Fog's the answer to stop a lot of their spring off half back. I think our tackling pressure inside forward 50 needs to be on. I think if we make it, because the, the, on the contested side of the game, I think they'll, they've will they got it about them a bit. But I just think we need to make it hard. That We know they're skillful, but I think we just need to have our pressure acts really, really high. Really high. Mm. Make it hard for them because they'll crumble. Yeah, I tend to agree with you, Paisan. I reckon, um, look, I reckon if we can, again, I think if we have enough, of the game on our terms, um, getting the ball inside forward 50 repeat entries. Um, and that's our game. That's what we pride ourselves on. I think we have enough talent inside forward 50 and you've seen it with our efficiency um, inside forward 50. I mean, what do we have? Like I said, 55%, um, you know, scoring shots. So again, if we have that, I have no doubt that we'll win the game because um, we definitely have enough talent. Put blue baggers post on there. Well, just quickly, James had a had a quick had one here that I thought was interesting. It's something I thought about today, but I don't think you go this route. Do we hold something back, knowing we play JD, knowing that we could play them, and it's not holding it back? But do you, no. do you leave a couple of aces up the sleeve that they might not see coming week one? Because they know what I think they're going to bring. What's the scenario? Is if the dogs beat the cats, they jump in, and then the Giants have to beat us to play finals. So we, yeah, we could play them week one. It could be the dogs. Um, I don't know. I'm with you, Dan. I think I think you just hit them hard. Hit them with everything. And just and you know what you do? You say, this is absolutely everything we've got, and we're going to give it to you again next week. So good luck. I, I, that's what I think. I think, here, here we go, we're, we're the standard. Come and beat us, otherwise you're out. I think literally, yeah. like I said, put fear into them. Put fear into yeah. them. Yeah, I agree. All right. Oh, and just by the way, one thing I do want to talk about uh, in this game before we finish up and before we get to the ins and outs, just to finish up. Um, last time we played him, Nick Newman held Toby Green to five disposals. And it's the only game this year that Toby Green's been held goalless. I think he was goalless, maybe kicked one, um, and under 10 disposals in a game. Now, Newman's playing a very different role for us at the moment. And he could have easily been in the votes again from the Gold Coast game. I think he had 31 again. But he's playing a very different role, sitting behind the footy and sitting at the back of stoppage. Is this a game that you say to him, let's test again? Let's just test it, home and away season, before finals. Let's test it, go back to that role, see if in the first half, if, if he can nullify and we can still score from stoppage, or do we just say, nah, this is this is how we're playing now. Toby Green can kick fourth for all we give a fuck because no one else is going to get anywhere near it. 
I think it depends on who comes in. I think if a Gov comes in, um, I think he can go back to that role um, and then Gov can play a bit higher up. Um, so I think we're going to have options there if that does eventuate. So that, that's my too, my thinking. I think he's too invaluable with what he's offering at the moment to revert back to what we were doing before. I just think it's what he's offering off there. And I know if Gov comes in, Jules, he's got the license to be able to do that. But look at what he's offering from what he, from you know what he's doing. If he plays a lockdown role, then you miss a lot of that. Um, mm. You know, he's been our he's been our best player with arguably every game since we've been on this run. So I don't think you change that too much. Does Asad go to win? Well, I don't know. I, I, I'm going to be looking at this game. More so from the standpoint of yeah. are we going to? I, I want to just see if we're going to throw the magnets around, probably knowing that we're going to play them in a couple of weeks' time again. See if a couple of different things work, or if we should just stick to our guns and and go gung ho in in the first week. Yeah, um, I'd, I'd, I'd be surprised. I'd be surprised if Newman didn't go go to him. I would too, Jules. I'm with you. I, I think I think yeah, to start the game, we're going to we're going to see him in that lockdown role to start the game. I think, and I think someone else will be at the back of that stoppage. Yeah, and probably a Fisher. To be honest, I reckon it might it might even be Fisher that pushes up to the stoppage. That'd be interesting, Jules. We had the same ins and outs. You want to take it? Um, yeah. Look, I just think um, Cunners. I think the last couple of games he's a little bit off a little bit. So I think a fog coming in. Um, I think that'll happen. I think maybe a Cunners as a sub potentially. Um, that'll definitely be maybe something that I'd look into. Um, then I have Gov in for Marchi. I just think he's going to be invaluable in terms of, like I said earlier in the pod, you know, both sides of the ball. I think he's going to be an added value to us and our team. And I think obviously Cripps a bit banged up. Um, I think a rest will do him well. Um, and then obviously you have, still have Walsh and, and Ches coming in and then Ed out as well. I know he was the sub and, you know, I think he's a great clubman, but I think going into finals, I think a, a Cunners as a sub or even a Dow, if, when Cripps does come back round one of finals, I think that would definitely be um, Dow's role. So I don't see Ed coming in, obviously, besides injuries, um, which he can still, you know, fill a void for sure. And Dan, you had, you had Doc who might need a rest. Um, we don't because know. Because of the we'll car. Yeah, yeah, because car. of the car. Yeah. There's a couple of comments asking if JSOS comes in for Pito. I think he got injured. In the VFL, it might have been a little knock yeah. or re-injury of that knee. I don't know how bad it is. We haven't had the injury report come out yet, but that'll be interesting. I think JSOS doesn't play this week, but I am now in the camp that he comes in for Pitto week one of finals. Pitto does not look good at all. He yeah. he can't move. He can't yeah. move. To be fair, they both looked a bit off on on game day, to be fair. Teddy, Teddy K, K and Pitto. Well, the output wasn't I mean, massive, they came up against Wits. Yeah. Wits, which uh, is a good ruck. Like that's a, that's a tough assignment. Yeah. I know that's two on one, but he he batters you all day. So hopefully it's just a, an off day. But Pito, I think he's he's got this right leg strapped like a mummy. Like I don't know yeah, what's know. going on there, but he he cannot bend down. He can't move. He can't move. So definitely need JSOS come week one of finals, boys. Predictions for the last home and away game of the year. But not our last Carlton game. by twenty. Carlton by twenty-two. Carlton by fifteen. Yeah, I reckon Blues by thirty. We'll make a statement. We'll have them shit themselves come week one of finals. To finish off, we doing this. Keep calm. Count to ten. One, two, three.
This is the, the the segment's coming a wrong time, Joe. Because you should have done okay. this sta- this segment start of the season when I wasn't happy. <laughs> would have been on repeat at rude? that point though. It would have just what been on mean? repeat. So now you got to be you now you got to be creative. So go on. Well, things just keep happening to me, don't they? So I was in um, again, not naming. Why you laughing already? I haven't spoken about it. <laughs> anyway, I was in a cafe. Not going to say which one, not going to say where. I was in there, had something to eat, first coffee, Had a, ordered another coffee. Anyway, I thought I was actually nice. So I've, I've, I've said to the person, I was waiting a fair bit, yeah, and I'm a pretty patient person. You boys know that. Um, <laughs> I, <laughs> anyway, yeah, so right. I've just said... <laughs> Well, I've just said, excuse me, um, is like, is the coffee ready yet? And the person working there just lost it. Do you know how many? Joe, Jules, when I mean lost it, completely lost it. Do you know how many tickets we've still got of coffees in front of yours? You can wait. And I literally just stood there. I literally just stood there like this. Inside, my blood was absolutely boiling. But it was like I'd said, get me, get my bloody coffee now. That was that, that her reaction was like that. That's my not happy. Treat people with respect, and you might get treated with respect as well. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. How long did you wait to ask? Um, like maybe no nah, twenty minutes. Oh, Were you wearing your Carlton fair. beanie? Yes, that's probably why. That's fair. Twenty twenty it must minutes. Must be a Collins order. Twenty minutes is ages. Are you joking? If I'm waiting fifteen minutes, if I'm waiting ten minutes, I'm saying something, bloke. Yeah. Not even. Say saying... Would you order a short black? Short Mac. How hard is it? And you know what the worst yeah, part very... was? Yeah, I know. And you know what the worst part was? The bloke at the coffee was going around talking to the customers. No wonder you got tickets there waiting. No, that's what I would have said. That's what I actually would have said is getting back behind the counter. What are we doing here? Yeah, they make good eggs. Do I know this place, Dan? Nah. Okay. No, you don't. I thought it was an establishment that we frequent, but I'm glad to hear it wasn't. Anyway, no, no. Barry in Northcote, just by the way, went on the weekend. And it's if you haven't been to Barry and you live around this area, Go to Barry, get the chili scrambled. Fucking unbelievable. All right, boys, it's been a it's been a pleasure tonight, as it is every week. But tonight in particular, because that is we are locked in for the first time. Last I, I can't keep saying it enough. With the Carlton Football Club is locked into finals for 2023. And it none of us could be any happier. So if you tuned in live tonight, thank you for watching along. Uh and until next week. For the last home and away game, but like I said before, not the last game for the season for us for the first time in 10 years. (laughs) Up the fucking baggers, man. Up the baggers!